Welcome back to the Everyday Explorer podcast. This week, I'm chatting to Maddock Thripland, a keen explorer who set up a company in London that sets out to prove that adventure is around every corner. We talk about his campfire, full moon, night kayak adventures in London, and share advice on finding the great outdoors, even in dense urban spaces. Welcome to the Everyday Explorer podcast, a series that inspires you to discover your doorstep and beyond on a daily basis. This podcast is brought to you by gottakeepmoving.com and I'm your host, Emma Higgins. Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Explorer podcast. Today I am joined by Maddox Thripland. How are you, Maddox? Very good, thank you. Good. I'm talking to Maddox today because he runs this fantastic company in London called Secret Adventures. The website is secretadventures.org if you want to go and check it out. I'm actually going to leave it up to you to describe what the business is because you can do it better than I can. <laughs> do you want to tell us about the adventures? So Secret Adventures is designed to bring adventure to people in London and beyond. Uh, the idea is that you don't have to get on a plane to Timbuktu to find adventure. You can find it right here. So some of the adventures we do, we do things like uh, swimming under every full moon in London in lakes and rivers across London, kayaking at night under Tower Bridge, and occasionally secret concerts and campfires in public spaces that often you don't realise that you could have a campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's really just designed to ensure that people get to do something more exciting and interesting than just going to the pub or um, whatever. It's sort of designed to, to try and find a bit of magic right here in the city. And I notice you do things quite on, you know, the weekday evenings, a few hours, which is such a nice way to work it around people's, you know, jobs, J-dobs. It's really easy to do your adventures around even if you have a really solid nine to five job, right? So I think that's what makes it really special. So where did the idea come from? Well, so I'd been working on some expeditions abroad um, in Tanzania uh, and Kenya for various organisations. And I came back and I was still very much in adventure mode. And I came back to work from a shared workspace off Mare Street in Hackney, working on youth projects and adventure Mm. stuff. And... Really, it was. I remember it was January. It was sort of New Year, a couple of years, two years ago, and I was just desperate to still find some of these sort of bigger experiences, but find them here. I was still in sort of nomadic mode. I'd been trekking for three months uh, around the highlands in Tanzania, uh, collecting water from lakes and rivers to drink and to cook our food with, and suddenly I was back in London in Hackney. Uh, you can't get much sort of more urbanish than than Hackney, and yeah. um, I, I remember sending an email around to everyone in my shared workspace just just for the fun of it, saying um, who would like to cycle out of London along the canal under the M25 and the North Circular, have some dinner in a pub, hide our bikes in some bushes, and then under the cover of darkness swim over to an island with all our stuff in waterproof bags and uh, sleep around the fire, uh, tell stories, toast marshmallows, have our own private island just north of London for, for the evening mm-hmm. for free. 
And then the next morning we packed up, put all our stuff in the waterproof bags, floated it all back across to the mainland, had a slap up breakfast in the local cafe and then cycled home. And it was, it was as if we managed to find a really exciting, unusual and sort of thrill, thrilly, thrillish type adventure just within, you know, in 24 hours, uh, just within a cycle ride of, um, of East London. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was really, that was really the beginning. And it just sort of grew organically from there, initially through sort of social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then relatively recently we built a website um, and used some beautiful photography that we have from some of the enthusiastic photographers that have come along on some of the adventures. Yeah, the photography is gorgeous. If you're listening to this and want to see some beautiful photography of the adventures, I definitely, definitely suggest going on the website. Uh, that's what drew me in. <laughs> and um, I noticed as well that quite a lot of them... So how often do you do... How often do you do adventures now? Um, it, it varies a bit. It's slightly according to the time of year, but it's roughly about one a week. Uh, yeah. In the summer, it's usually more. Mm-hmm. And how many people do you have on each? Well, I mean, it, I guess it might depend on the Yeah, I think because of my sort of expedition and youth worker sort of background, uh, I think a lot of the adventures initially were, you know, the magic number of around 12 people, which oh. is sort of enough for it to feel like you get to meet, you know, an interesting new group of people, but also not too much so that you feel you're just sort of traipsing along a sort of huge convey- conveyor belt. Mm. And it's also fits quite nicely in terms of sleeping around the fire and things like that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our adventures are roughly, you know, 12 to, to 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice to be able to open it up a bit because a lot of the adventures do sell out very quickly. Um, yeah, that's part- what I was going to say. Yeah. That's why I noticed a lot of them are just gone. <laughs> sure, and that's partly just because the groups are so small. So I'll definitely be organising some bigger adventures whilst ensuring that I don't sort of delete, di- dilute that sort of magic, intimate feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so I went on one two days ago, two days previously to recording this. We went to for a swim at London Fields Lido, which was fantastic. At the time of recording this, it's February, so it was chilly, but the the water was warm enough. You could see steam rising off it, Um, quite atmospheric in that sense. And uh, then, yeah, we all went for a campfire in London Fields. How many people were there? Probably... Um, It was 17, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, but it was a really nice group, and I feel like I, I spoke to pretty much everyone in the group. And, yeah, it definitely felt like it was that really it was a really it was a magic number of people where we got to chat to everyone but there was always it's a kind of high level activity the energy was really great that night i think and so much food so much food just being passed around everywhere we all bought food and drink to share and yeah it was really just nice to meet interesting people who were up for that kind of thing up for meeting new people up for doing something a little bit quirky and not shy of uh, just getting stuck in Really. Exactly, yeah. And I think um, that's definitely one of the other points of the whole exercise is that there are millions of people in London and, you know, we pass each other in the tube and sort of ignore each other and with our mm-hmm. tube faces or sort of bump into each other and sort of curse and swear or whatever and sort of tut. Um, and I think it feels quite special to join a small intimate activity where uh, you don't know people but the nature of the thing itself really brings people together very quickly and especially in a city like London I think there's a sort of special I think that's really valuable um, because Londoners can be quite quite a miserable 
breed and actually <laughs> but underneath they're really you know just like everyone else mm -hmm. they really just want to do fun stuff and meet other like-minded people who you know share you know wh whether they're sharing their food uh, around a campfire or whether they're going skinny dipping in a lake you know with secret adventures in the spring we've got one coming up next month and taking their clothes off in front of a group of strangers and plunging into you know freezing cold water um there's that's, some... a way, that's an introduction that's a way to meet someone <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it sort of breaks down some of the barriers and and generates a sort of sense of excitement and feeling of, of being in it together and doing something a, a little bit unusual yeah definitely i definitely felt that and i wasn't sure before i um arrived i was like are, are there going to be lots of groups of friends here is it going to be couples and things like that and the really nice thing was that it was a really mixed it was a mixed bag there were some people there that were also there by themselves and it was easy just to talk to everyone in that way i mean i can talk to it i can talk for england anyway so i didn't i wasn't worried about it <laughs> but it was nice that you turned up and felt included straight away even though there were people there that had been on a few before a couple of other first timers here and there but yeah it was just a, it was a really wonderful experience So I found out about it because um, my dad was a photographer for the last one, so that's kind of how I heard about it. And I really enjoyed it last time, it was like in an outdoor swimming pool that was heated and met um, some really nice people. Mm -hmm. So today we're in like, is it North London Northfields or lost where we are? But we're in London Fields. London Fields, I'm just adding the north in. <laughs> we're in North London though, kind of. We are, kind of. Yeah? yeah. So I've not been here before um, and I thought it would be nice to come and check out the swimming pool and meet some nice people and the bonfire is also very enticing yeah and it is really nice and warm and it's yeah it's a nice atmosphere and a ridiculous amount of food yeah people are gonna go home with food definitely so I imagine going on all of these adventures you've got some pretty great stories to tell are there any that stand out in your mind I think one that really stands out is the secret concert so this was in a sort of urban exploration space in central London. It can only be accessed by boat under a building via the canal. So uh, we met in a pub and we had various boats, inflatable dinghies, boats, little rowboats borrowed from uh, my sister's uh, mooring where she lives um, on, a, on a canal boat. And then in, sh in sort of two or three shifts, in the dark in December at about eight o'clock in the evening, we transported people into this underground space, which is a sort of cavernous series of brickwork tunnels, uh, and then laid out some, some food and candles um, and had a sort of shared dinner party, sort of shared everything around, had, had a few drinks. And then some of the people who were there on the adventures, on the adventure were actually musicians as well. Mm -hmm. So they stood up by candle and torchlight. We had these flame torches as well and sang in this brick cavernous space. Um, and the acoustics were amazing. And it felt like such a special, intimate little secret concert. It really in, in, the, in the very center of sort of North London. And so above us, there were people sort of clumping up and down, sort of um, hanging out in, 
you know, buying stuff in the shops or hanging wow. out in the bars or whatever. And we had this really special little space all, all, all to ourselves. And there was, a, there was a journalist that came along to it and he wrote about it afterwards. And he said the moment of slipping back under the building, back into central London was like returning from Narnia. And <laughs> really, if, if people come on a secret adventure and then they, they come home or the adventure finishes and they feel like they've been in this magic space or done this really special secret thing then I know it's been it's been a success so I think for me that was one of the best ones yeah fantastic in terms of the future what do you see uh happening are you going to expand into different cities or do some abroad yeah so we already do a few abroad we might end up doing a few more because it I mean we don't have to sort of limit ourselves just to London Mm -hmm. uh so we'll, we'll probably do some more arctic dog sledding adventures to wilderness hut where there's no electricity um and it's just heated by wood burning stove and you help chop you know you you chop your own wood and cook your own food and drive your own dog sled and stuff Mm -hmm. um we'd like i'd like to do another wolf tracking one um that was in a we were living in a swedish forest um in these funny little wooden huts with a tiny little fire sort of with a little chimney sticking out the top Swimming, swimming in a lake known as the Silent Lake. Um, there was a floating sauna on the edge of the lake, so you'd hop in the wood, wood-fired sauna, mm-hmm. um, and then jump into the lake immediately afterwards, and uh, on repeat around and round. Yeah, but in terms of secret adventures, generally, I'd like to organise more events so more people can access it. I've got a bit of work to do in terms of the financial side of stuff as well, so you know, I need to do, need to ensure that I do a bit of work on that to make it sort of viable uh, long term because it's right. got, it's had so much positive interest from so many people that um it would be it'd be really good to sort of continue that and 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 find a, a sort of model that works sort of long term yeah i think you're at the teetering point where every, especially if everyone you're doing is selling out you're thinking okay well people want this <laughs> people as i think especially in a city like london people want this because they're so used to the grind that's people who are in full-time jobs they're not everyone obviously but and it's just such a great way to escape it and there are plenty of other cities around the country where that because you know people are really really want that kind of experience and something wild you know like you said places like hackney which is close to where we are now it's so urban but i think what you do is open people's eyes to the fact that there are these wild little spots even in the smoke there are these wild little pockets that you can find where you can feel like you're in the middle of nowhere yeah. how do you go about finding them well actually yeah when you were talking to Senate, it reminded me in terms of wild pockets um recently we found this amazing place in so it's around um stoke newington and basically it's a huge reservoir and so in terms of how we go about finding these places so i usually zoom out of google maps from you know my workspace and literally zoom out and look for patches of blue yeah. and patches of green uh, and just see what I can find and this particular reservoir is amazing and it, it's pretty much sealed all the way around except one particular uh, part where it's not and so at night um, myself and some friends on a, on a little recce accessed this area and it was just amazing to have the huge uh, lake I mean it must have been probably a mile half a mile or, mm-hmm. or long 
um, maybe sort of a quarter of a mile wide. And you've got amazing, beautiful views of, of London sort of lit up. Um, and so you can have a sort of night swim, private little night swim in the dark in this beautiful water, mm-hmm. in this private space in a city that often feels a little bit claustrophobic. So yeah. Google Maps is a good way of finding the places. Uh, look out for green and blue. Look out for, you know, obviously public parks and uh, interesting little walkways like there's an old ex uh, railway track around finsbury park which is now a sort of green space that you can explore mm-hmm. um, some of the parks and commons in london you're allowed to have barbecues so by extension um, if you have a fire bowl and bring some wood and light a fire and cook some sausages in your fire bowl i think that's all perfectly mm-hmm. legal so yeah it's just about uh, i'd also really recommend uh, looking at alistair humphrey's website mm-hmm. Um, he's got some really good advice and tips on how to find adventure on your doorstep and sort of practical tips like what to pack if you want to spend a night on the hills or whatever. Yeah, and, and obviously look at the Secret Adventures website too. If you want to then sort of do your own similar type of adventure, you know, you might find some inspiration on there. So it's really just about making the most of the space that you have around you. And, you know, if you're bored of just, you know, having a takeaway at home or watching... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only way is Essex or whatever it is on TV and you, you want to get out, just just get out there. Yeah. And I also think for me, I um, try to think of different, because I'm used to hiking so much, I do a lot of walking. So I think, okay, well, let's actually try something different. Um, kayaking, I'm really into the idea of at the minute. So even kind of looking at different ways, different activities like that will open up different spaces. Like I'm used to ground, but maybe if I start looking at water... <laughs> It'll open up different spaces that you might not have thought about finding before near where you live. And yeah, if you uh, look up Al Humphreys' stuff or Google Micro Adventure, there's going to be a wealth of information about finding uh, bits and pieces near you to try new things. And and uh, yeah, some really useful advice because if you've never really just disappeared off for an evening into a wild space, I think, yeah, what to pack. You kind of think, well, what, what am I going to need <laughs> in an emergency you don't need that much, really, is the, <laughs> the top piece of advice. I would say, wherever you are, try looking at the map. Map's always the first call of call to find little spaces. But if you are ever in London, I highly, highly recommend that you come and join Maddock on a secret adventure. And, yeah, look out for more near you if you're in the UK. You never know. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll start expanding and it'll be fantastic. So that's secretadventures.org. Uh, Maddox, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Head to gottakeepmoving.com forward slash podcast to read more about Secret Adventures and Maddox's amazing trips in London. In the episode notes, you'll also find a post called Five Ways to Find Outdoor Adventures in Big Cities, which will give you further inspiration for urban exploration. That's gottakeepmoving.com forward slash podcast.